Hi, Chase Lounge listeners. This is Anna Lynch, and this week I'm trying an experiment of making a recording of the main article from this week's newsletter. If you'd like to read the global news and national news updates, you'll have to do that in the print form. So here we go. Back in 1983, when I was 21 years young and thought I knew everything, I put my foot in my mouth so hard that I could feel it all the way down to my toes. You see, I had completely bought into the social narrative that a working woman had worth, and those women who chose to stay home were wasting their lives on housework and children. I thought I could have it all, and it would be great. My future husband and I were at his aunt and uncle's house, where I announced that I would never be a stay-at-home mom. Stupid me. His aunt was a stay-at-home mom and piped right up to put me in my place as I slowly slid down in my seat. I'm so glad she did, because she made me take a step back and think about the narrative I was spewing. Now, she did not change my mind about working, I still feel that it is important for everyone to have the ability to support themselves. And for many of us, work gives us purpose. With the high divorce rate in this country, everyone needs the ability to take care of their own needs. However, what I recognized was the work that people who stay at home do also has incredible economic and social worth And that is the part of the story that is not told enough. The partners who stay at home to care for the home, children, or other family members provide caregiving that goes unrecognized economically. These are also the folks who keep many of our social welfare organizations afloat by volunteering at food banks, Meals on Wheels, PTAs, leading scout troops, and the list goes on. The majority of these people are women who are not compensated for this work, and it is work. By not giving this work economic value, we set a trap for those who do it. If they decide or simply need to enter the workforce one day, they are penalized for not having quote-unquote worked, which is of course ridiculous because they were working just not for pay. I recently read an article recommending that we retire the term working mother. I could not agree more. Somehow we created separate labels for women who stay at home with their children and those who are paid for their work, aka working mothers. The term stay-at-home mom implies that the woman never leaves the house and has little economic or social value. These labels have led to resentment frequently labeled the mommy wars. Isn't that cute? While the economic value of a partner who stays at home and does not work in the paid workforce is frequently discounted, we know that work has inherent value. When both partners work outside the home, they often hire others to complete some of that work if they can afford to, whether it's childcare, house cleaning, and or food preparation. The fact is that whether or not you have children, we all have caregiving needs at some point in our life. 
whether it is for ourselves, a child, a sick sibling, or an elderly relative, all employees need to be able to take time for caregiving. For employers to pretend otherwise is a way of gaslighting their workers into feeling guilty or less than for simply caring for their family members. American employers ignore this truth leading to many poor outcomes. Lack of paid leave and universal health care is responsible for our embarrassing level of maternal and fetal mortality. Our lack of universal preschool education is connected to poor long-term educational outcomes. We need a complete and total rethink of what caregiving means, its economic value, who does it, and how we can support that caregiving as a nation. The Biden administration's American Families Plan is attempting to do this. With investments in paid leave, universal pre-K for three and four-year-olds, and supplemental funds for child care, the plan paves the way for families to be able to manage two careers and having children without one adult having to give up their career. This is an economic benefit for all Americans. We have yet to see if it will pass, and if it does, how much of the funding for caregiving will actually stay. But the bill is definitely opening the conversation on a national level. This is the first time that we have seen a president try to address all flavors of caregiving in a major piece of legislation. We will see how far it gets, but there is no doubt there will be more work to do in this arena.